This podcast contains violence, adult themes, and material that may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. True North True Crime is produced on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. The integrated homicide investigation team is appealing for tips tonight after a deadly weekend crash. Nicole Porcello, who also went by the name Hasselman, was killed when the car she was in crashed into a light pole on Barnett Highway Friday night. Today, though, investigators have revealed Porcello also had injuries suggesting foul play. We also know that the man who was in the car was also taken to hospital, but he's expected to make a full recovery. And we also asked investigators what the relationship between the two is, and this is what they had to say. I can tell you that the two of them knew each other. They weren't strangers. They were known to each other. And again, this was not a random incident. We do not believe that Nicole was randomly attacked. Welcome to another episode of TNTC Shorts. Thanks for joining us. As most of you know, we are an independent and self-financed podcast. But if you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash TNTCpod. It can be a one-time donation, or if you want to become an honorary producer of True North True Crime, you can choose the $5 a month option. Of course, if you can't donate to the podcast right now, but you want to help out, those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts really help out. Or... You can follow, like, and subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. That really helps with our visibility. Or you can just tell a friend about True North True Crime. You can also follow us on social media for updates or if you just want to say hi. We are at TNTC Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. So tonight we are going to be talking about the murder of Nicole Porcello. She also went by Nicole Hasselman. We realized that a family and a community is suffering and in pain right now and our hearts go out to them. We want to be very clear that we are not covering this case or any of our episodes for entertainment. Instead, we want to bring awareness to this story and other stories like it because of the nature of the sentencing in this case. As this case is very recent, there were no publicly available court documents. However, we have put this episode together using verifiable news articles. This case takes place in the greater Vancouver area, specifically Burnaby, which is one of the surrounding cities of Vancouver. Burnaby is a very safe place to live and work with good schools, neighborhoods, and easy access to the city of Vancouver. In 2018, Nicole was 34 years old and living in Burnaby. She also has a 10-year-old son. Nicole has a pretty big extended family of siblings, cousins, friends, and colleagues. In 2017, after working for many years as a bartender and a server, Nicole took a job with the Vancouver School Board. She began working as a special education assistant at Templeton Secondary School in Vancouver. She apparently excelled at this job and was very appreciated by her colleagues and the students that she helped. Nicole has been described as a bright light and someone a person could count on during tough times. Her sister would state that Nicole always saw the best in everything and always tried to make the best of every situation. In November of 2018, Nicole had been dating a couple of people, including a 31-year-old real estate agent named Jan Popel. According to his LinkedIn, he was working for Remax at this time. 
On the night of Friday, November 16th, 2018, Jan picked up Nicole in a rented 2017 Kia Sorento SUV. From what we can tell, the plan was to hang out for a little bit and then pick up her 10-year-old son from a hockey practice. Just before 10 p.m. on that night, Jan was driving the SUV along the Barnett Highway, a scenic artery that connects Burnaby to Port Moody. As the SUV approached Barnett Highway and Texaco Drive, it would veer off of the highway and strike a lamppost at a high rate of speed. When first responders arrived on the scene, they found the SUV completely mangled. Jan would be discovered on the driver's side, unresponsive. Emergency crews had to cut Jan out of the vehicle with the jaws of life. He would be taken to hospital by ambulance and would go on to survive his injuries. While police and first responders were doing a perimeter search of the crash site, a CTV news videographer working the scene found Nicole in a ditch on the side of the road. She was unconscious and clinging to life. The force of the crash had ejected her 30 meters from the vehicle. Nicole would be rushed to hospital, but sadly, she would die from her injuries. Over the weekend, an outpouring of grief occurred at the loss of such a valued member of the Templeton faculty. The Vancouver School Board would provide grief counselors to be on hand for students and Nicole's colleagues. By Monday, there were flowers laid at the scene of the accident. Nicole was remembered by those who knew her as a great mother and a good friend. One friend would state, she's really going to be missed. She was such a breath of fresh air and always had a smile on her face, always gave you a hug when she'd see you. It was also on Monday that the investigation would shift from a tragic car accident to a possible murder. On Monday, November 19, 2018, just three days after the car accident, local news stories would run a statement from the RCMP. The Integrated Homicide Investigation Team described the circumstances of her death as suspicious. About the crash, IHIT would state that the man is expected to make a full recovery, but the woman had injuries indicative of foul play. At that time, they would not state what injuries Nicole had sustained. They would go on to ask for the public's help. IHIT said investigators were working to develop a timeline of Nicole's whereabouts on that Friday and were looking to speak with anyone who saw her or the charcoal gray SUV. IHIT would go on to state that the development of the victim's timeline is important in any homicide investigation, but it is proving crucial in this case. So this left a lot of people in the Lower Mainland confused. Accidents on the Barnett Highway are not uncommon. Usually when a fatal accident hits the news, it's generally nothing more than a tragedy. But the coroner investigation would reveal that Nicole had died from a combination of factors. The first factor was obviously the physical trauma and injuries sustained in the car accident. But the second factor would reveal that Nicole had been stabbed multiple times. The investigation into the events that led up to the car crash was very revealing. It turned out that Nicole and Jan had broken up multiple times over the seven years that they were together. In fact, they had just broken up again nine days before the accident. She had apparently ended the relationship shortly before the accident because of his inability to control his temper. He had also been struggling with drug addiction, which became a challenge in the relationship. Nicole had also started seeing someone new, but they had actually recently broken up as well. Nicole still remained friends with both men, and continued to see and communicate with both of them. The relationship with Jan Popol was an abusive one, filled with jealousy, anger, and violence. 
There were times when Jan would park his car outside of Nicole's home to see who was coming or going. Obviously, this would be stalking. Jan would break into her social media accounts and her phone to see who she was communicating with. He also posted and shared compromising photos of Nicole online. And on one occasion, he pushed her in the chest so hard that she had pain and discomfort for weeks afterwards. On November 29th, 2018, Jan Popel was arrested and he was officially charged with second-degree murder in connection with Nicole's death. In Canada, second-degree murder carries a mandatory sentence of life in prison with no parole eligibility for between 10 and 25 years. Jan Popel entered a guilty plea on December 15th, 2020. While this spares the family the trauma of having to go through the ordeal of a trial, there is still a sentencing hearing which can be very harmful. The following is the agreed-upon statement of facts that occurred that night. Jan picked Nicole up in his SUV. As we said, the plan was to hang out for a bit, and then she wanted to pick her son up from hockey practice. Jan and Nicole were driving in the SUV when Nicole received a text message from another man. This sent Jan into a rage. He then stabbed Nicole 47 times while she sat in the passenger seat beside him. He used two different knives. It is unclear why there were knives in the rental car or where the rental car was parked at the time, or if it even was. Jan then removed his blood-soaked jacket, pulled out his phone, and began to record a video of the murder. On the video, Nicole can be heard apologizing to Jan and telling him that she loved him. As she struggled to breathe, she tried to comfort Jan for what he had done. On the video, instead of expressing grief, sorrow, or calling for help, a jealous and vengeful Jan Popel told Nicole that it was her fault. He would state, You just took, took, took from me, disrespected me for months and years. I'm a fucking psychopath and I hate myself. I did the worst thing that anyone could do. But Nicole was not dead. She was still very much alive and she needed medical attention immediately. Instead of doing that, Jan Popel drove home and parked the car, leaving Nicole in the passenger seat, clinging to life. He went into his home and stayed there for two hours. Neighbors would state that they heard what sounded like a car horn honking on and off for the period of those two hours. While inside his home, Jan Popel did the following. He went on the internet and purchased a new flat-screen TV. He also bought a dishwasher. He did some online banking and paid some bills. He sent an email to his boss and resigned from his job. He then called his brother and explained what he had done. His brother was obviously concerned and told Jan to call 911 so that Nicole could receive medical attention. Jan refused to do so and then told his brother that he planned to kill himself. Eventually, Jan returned to the car where Nicole was still alive and suffering badly from the stab wounds. Jan unbuckled her seatbelt and drove away from his residence. Believing that he could cover up his crime as a car accident, Jan began speeding down the Barnett Highway. As he approached Texaco Drive, he swerved to intentionally strike a lamppost. Nicole would be ejected from the car, and Jan would be saved by his seatbelt and airbags. Then, as we know, Jan and Nicole would be rushed to the hospital. Jan would survive his injuries, but Nicole would not. Nicole would survive for multiple hours after being stabbed. At any point, Jan could have called 911 or taken her to any number of hospitals in the surrounding area. He had literal hours to do the right thing, to right a wrong, 
to help a family not lose a loved one, and he chose not to. Jan pled guilty to the charge of second-degree murder. His sentencing hearing was scheduled for April 13, 2021. Nicole's community feared that the sentence would not fit the crime. The defense was pushing for life with parole in 10 years. The prosecution wanted life with parole at 15 to 25 years. Nicole's friends and family created an awareness campaign leading up to the sentencing hearing with the hashtag Justice for Nicole Porcello. If you follow the hashtag, you can see an outpouring of grief and a distrust for our court system, and with good reason. At the sentencing hearing, Jan would apologize for his actions. His lawyer would indicate that Jan had begun taking programs in prison to better himself. The prosecution would show an excerpt from the video that Jan recorded in the SUV that night. For most of the family, it was their first time seeing this video. The pain was palpable. At one point, Nicole's father had to be escorted out of the courtroom. While watching the video, Nicole's brother saw that Jan was looking down and away from the video. Her brother called out to Jan in open court, yelling, You can't even watch the fucking video. Lift your head up. The judge would admonish Jan for his actions, stating, The nature of the offense and the circumstances surrounding its commission are, to be blunt, horrific and brutal. Another descriptor, sometimes used in the jurisprudence that is apt in the overall circumstances of this case, is stark horror. Jan Popel would be sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 15 years. And keep in mind, he has been incarcerated since December 2018, so he could be out in 13 years. He is currently 34 years old, and he could be out by the time he's 50. Joe Porcello Nicole's father would state about the sentence that it made me sick to my stomach. If he was remorseful, he would have showed a tear in his eye. Gina Giuliano, a cousin of Nicole, was disappointed in the sentence as well. She would state, This has actually said to everybody, You can commit a crime like this, and you could potentially be walking the streets in 15 years. Nicole's young son would state that he wished he could have been there that night to save his mom. If you or someone you know is experiencing intimate partner violence, there is help out there. We encourage you to connect with services in your area. This brings us to the end of another episode of TNTC Shorts. We will be back next week with a full episode of True North True Crime. If you'd like to donate to our podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash TNTCpod and follow us on social media at TNTCpod on Twitter and on Instagram. Our producers on the podcast are Amy's Book Reviews, Alberta Bly, Cindy McDee, Blair Martin, Alyssa Santos, Anastasia, Ariel Elliott, Melanie E., Kelly Donahue, Carolyn Moore, Emily L., and Jason Dallas. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe, gang.